Hi, my name is JJ Hawley. I'm president and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to another episode of Between the Trees. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Woodlands Online, for the technical help and for getting us on the, uh, the program every week. And today is my uh, pleasure to welcome Mr. Rand Henderson, Sheriff of Montgomery County. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks yeah. for taking the time. Yeah, out. absolutely. So how long have you been involved in law enforcement and, and uh, what possessed you to run for elected office and become Sheriff of Montgomery County? Well, law enforcement, I got into, I was a criminal justice major at Sam Houston. Mm -hmm. So I worked It's a at, great program. It is. It's a great program. Mm -hmm. I worked at the penitentiary at the Walls Unit in downtown Conner, uh, downtown Huntsville. So uh -huh. most of the students that I, you know, went to school with, they waited tables, but instead I guarded felons. So, hey, perfect. Mm -hmm. So I segued into law enforcement, and as soon as I graduated the police academy, uh, which was co-hosted by Montgomery County, I came to work here. Mm -hmm. So I've been at work for the sheriff's office since November 94. So that comes up to 27 years in November. And I started right here in the Woodlands as a Woodlands Patrol Deputy. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Now, how long have you been sheriff? This is my second term. So this is okay. my uh, fifth year as sheriff. Okay. So it's a four-year term? Four-year term. Okay. Yeah, it's presidential cycles, uh, elected on a countywide basis. Okay. Now, what... Uh uh, what are some of the responsibilities of the sheriff's office for, for the county? The number one responsibility of the sheriff is to maintain the county jail. So it doesn't matter what agency makes an arrest within the confines of the boundaries of Montgomery County, that they're going to transport that prisoner to the Montgomery County Jail. Uh, it's a pretty large facility. It's one of the largest jails in the state of Texas. The capacity is 1,253 inmates. We average somewhere around 1,000, 1,000 plus on a daily basis. Um, the uh, about 300 staff and it's the largest portion of the budget uh, about a you know somewhere around 50 million dollars that uh, we have to budget for the jail itself wow now what uh, what does the county or what does the sheriff's office do in in the woodlands proper because i know there's an agreement with the township mm -hmm. and the sheriff's office well the other main function that the that the sheriff performs is patrol or any kind of function law enforcement function uh, i'm referred to as the conservator of the peace in the code of criminal procedure mm -hmm. so as conservator of the peace that's been designated as the de facto law enforcement agency 911 agency for all unincorporated unincorporated areas of the county mm -hmm. so you, you may have a mailing address that says the Woodlands, but that or Conroe, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you live in those city limits. So if you and Montgomery County is very unique in that we're somewhere around the number changes around 85 percent unincorporated, which makes us the 11th largest county, but we're the you know, we're the seventh largest sheriff's office because we have such a large patrol force handling such a large area. Conversely, you have somewhere like Collin County that's about 98% incorporated. Mm -hmm. So although they're a much bigger county with well over a million people, they have a much uh, smaller sheriff's office because they don't have all the responsibilities that we do. All that being said, the Woodlands is an unincorporated area of the county. There is no Woodlands Police Department. Mm -hmm. So the county would provide uh, assets for patrol, for investigations, for crime scene work, uh, homicide investigation, auto theft, mm -hmm. you name it. And so the county provides all of that to the Woodlands, just like they do in the other unincorporated areas. Well, the Woodlands wanted an enhancement on top of that. Mm -hmm. And because of that enhancement factor, they chose to contract with the county to add more deputies to have more of a municipal staffing instead of a county staffing, mm -hmm. uh, which is... Because uh, of the population. Because density. of the population yeah. and, because, well, and also because of the service needs of the community. Yeah. We want to engage in a full community policing agency. Mm -hmm. And with community policing, you have to have free time. So deputies can't be fully call responsive and committed uh, mm -hmm. during their entire shift. 
they need to have the free time to be able to interact with the community. Mm -hmm. So you have an additional staffing level on top of it because of that. And that's that's the enhancement that the Woodlands pays for. And how much does the Woodlands pay for that? About $8 million. $8 million bucks a year. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, that uh, covers uh, additional personnel, vehicles, different mm -hmm. services like that? Yeah, we they, they provide the vehicles. We provide all the service. Uh, okay. They reimburse for fuel. The mm -hmm. county pays for things like the uniforms and training mm -hmm. and a lot of the other elements that the county um, specialized services that the county has, the Woodlands doesn't have to pay for. So we have 92 deputies that are within the Woodlands contract paid for by the county side, but we also have assets that are in the contract that are paid for on the on the county side. Mm -hmm. So so for, for instance, there are 13 sergeants that are assigned to the Woodlands that are mm -hmm. paid for by the county but they're part of the Woodlands contract. They're not utilized anywhere else mm -hmm. other than in the Woodlands. That includes the captain, the lieutenants, those 13 sergeants, and then um, all the ancillary services that come along with it. So when you call the cavalry, the county comes. Yep. Uh, what is the, the crime situation in the Woodlands? I mean, from a business perspective, and we work with the Economic Development Partnership, and they're trying to recruit businesses here uh, because it's so beneficial to our area. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and obviously, education is a big uh, component of, of their uh, their equation whenever they move here. But so is crime. What's our what's our latest numbers on that? Uh, very low. I mean, the mm -hmm. crime rates in the woodlands are the envy of any um, city across the U.S. That's a comparable size with 120,000 people. Oh, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and and most of that is because it is a true community policing department. Mm -hmm. You won't find a sheriff or a chief of police across the country that that won't say that his agency engages in community policing. Mm -hmm. That's lip service. <laughs> what you really see in, in in Montgomery County, in the woodlands especially, is true community policing. It's community partnerships. We beat that home constantly. Mm -hmm that you know, neighbor knowing neighbor, we constantly uh, end up in the top one, two, or usually three uh, for National Night Out. And that's, mm -hmm. that's by design. We, we engage with those, with those residents and the residents engage with those deputies. I know they attend every village association meeting. Every uh, village association meeting. We have a crime prevention unit that is mm -hmm. specifically designed to do just that, to work with the residents to ensure that targets are hardened which means lock your car doors. If mm -hmm. you can put your car in the garage, that would be great. Mm -hmm. Lock your house up, set your alarm system, make sure the batteries on the alarm system are functional. Those are the kind of things the crime prevention guys work on, mm -hmm. but they also identify crime trends. Mm -hmm. So if there's a crime trend in a specific village or in a specific neighborhood, or if there's a national crime trend right now, it's catalytic converter theft. Yes, we've all heard about that. Isn't that weird? It is. It's so it's, strange. And it's a, you know, it's just a, you know, for a while it was tailgate thefts because yeah. the manufacturers, particularly Ford, started putting backup cameras in tailgates. Mm -hmm. So tailgates got really pricey in the $6,000 range. So they're easily stolen, easily sold to a fence, and then mm -hmm. the fence turns right around and may put the same tailgate back on the same truck paid for by insurance. Wow. So it's a big racket, and they're doing the same thing with catalytic converters, which for those that aren't mechanics, that's a, that's a component, it's an exhaust component that's a very expensive, and mm -hmm. so the criminals get under the car, they use a Sawzall, which is a, just a real quick saw, they cut it off. They can do it in like two or three minutes it's done. or less. And, and done. In and yeah. out. And then they take off and go sell it to a fence, and they put it right back on the same manufactured vehicle. Wow. Yeah, so we identify those trends and we communicate mm -hmm. that to the public. Uh, we've got a pretty robust uh, social media platform, mm -hmm. and that helps get the information out as well. Mm -hmm. Now, I know it's, uh, you know, middle, late September, but with holiday season coming up, what are some of the things that you see that people should be aware of and take steps to protect themselves for, you know, so they're not 
you know, uh, there's not a crime of opportunity that they're a victim mm -hmm. of. When yeah, protecting themselves is is a number one. So try to shop with a friend. You know, try to come if you have to leave the store. Say you're leaving the mall and you mm -hmm. you know you're going out to your car. There's nothing wrong with asking for some, somebody to walk you out, whether that be, you know, mall security is there, there are deputies mm -hmm. that are work side jobs in some of the Because it'll be getting dark earlier. Yes, yes, and so there'll be a lot of those patrols, and we'll, we definitely beef those up every year. Yeah. Uh, the Woodlands uh, funds a lot of those, and then the county overtime also pays for some in some other areas. Yeah. So we, uh, personal responsibility is number one. Look out for mm -hmm. yourself, and, you know, probably another tip is don't leave things in sight in your car. So if you just bought a bunch of packages and you have a trunk, that's yeah. the better place for them than in the back seat or in the front seat. Mm -hmm. That just makes your, your car a, a prime opportunity for a breakage of a window or something like that. Because people are just, they'll wander through the parking lot at the mall. Yeah. Uh, not to pick on the mall, but uh, in, in, you know, t test car doors, look mm -hmm. inside, see if packages it mm -hmm. open. If, if not, you know, bust the window out and, mm -hmm. and just kind of a, smash and grab type thing. You got to remember criminals are lazy. So they're always <laughs> looking for that target. That's the easiest one possible. Yeah. And so that's, that's if they see a, um, another, another thing is if you, if you, uh, there's a lot of Texans that have guns and so people store their guns in their cars. Mm. So don't put your protected by Smith and Wesson sticker on the back of your car because mm. more than likely there could be a gun in there mm. that may lead to a break, a broken window. Yeah. So it's just little things like that that the crime prevention guys like to pass on that are just easy tips. That, that's a really good point. I remember there's a movie, uh, Born Supremacy. So I, I know which vehicle in the parking lot is most likely to have a weapon. Absolutely. And yeah, if you've got an intro bus with Smith and Wesson, mm -hmm. or if you've got the uh, you know the little family mm -hmm. sticker that has you know <laughs> the the. 50 cal and the yeah. M16 and on down, they know, well, there may be a gun in that vehicle. And that, that's, that's where they'll go and target. Mm -hmm. That's a clue. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, uh, we'll try to be sure and take those safety precautions and Good. and uh, make your jobs easier. Absolutely. Uh, that's what we're looking for. So there is a, an issue that the, the Woodlands is, is looking at right now about becoming a city and incorporating. And I know a lot of the uh, uh, law enforcement is going to be a huge piece of that. Mm -hmm. uh, what are some thoughts that you have on uh, the Woodlands Incorporating and kind of the risks versus opportunities that uh, that you've heard about so far? I'm trying to take being, it. Being the primary law enforcement agency for the Woodlands. True. I mean, it's probably the biggest factor that they're going to be, uh, that the residents of the Woodlands are going to be looking at is their law enforcement. Um, we, you know, We've done a lot of studies. We've looked at a lot of information. And so I'm trying to just uh, approach it from a facts-based position. And a facts-based position would be that we're the, we're the top community. What did we just get voted? You said it the other day yeah, at the chamber. Yeah, number, uh, the number one community in the nation. Which to me means... By, by two different organizations, both, both Niche and uh, CBS News. And if you say it's the number one in the nation, it tells me it's the number one in the world because this is the greatest country in the world and it's the mm -hmm. greatest place to live. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of that is because of law enforcement. And I tell your chamber folks whenever mm -hmm. I visit with them mm -hmm. that businesses don't relocate to areas that have crime problems. Mm -hmm. They don't relocate to areas that aren't great for their employees to relocate to. Yeah. So we work really hard day in and day out to ensure that this is the best community, not only in the nation, but in the world. Mm -hmm. And if we've achieved that, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to turn, you know, turn the apple cart upside down. Why would we want to change that at this point? And I'm going to boast on my agency. The, the Montgomery County Sheriff's mm -hmm. Office is a lot of the reason that we have gotten to where we are. Yeah. And it's been all these years of building these relationships in this community. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm proud to have been one of those little deputies back in 1994 that started building those relationships. And I look around today and it's still a lot of the same players and I mm -hmm. have those relationships. And you know, I love, I love working with the Woodlands community. And I'm so proud of what we've done in the Woodlands mm -hmm. that when I, when I ran for election and, and wrote a strategic plan that, mm -hmm. that goes out four years at a time, we update it every two years, mm -hmm. is that I wanted to generalize what we do in the Woodlands because it's so amazing throughout the rest of the county. Okay. So I work day in and day out to duplicate the, the success and the model, the community policing model that we have in the Woodlands to the rest of the county because I believe in it that much. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's been a study uh, mm -hmm. with some uh, law enforcement numbers uh, that have been put out, and I know there's some questions about that. And was, what's your familiarity with uh, some of those numbers? There's been a couple of different studies that have been under, done over the years, and the, the, the studies that came out initially, um, we in law enforcement just said there's no way. These numbers are, are way too low. I've, I've got some issues with this. Now, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not that guy that can put all that together, mm -hmm. but that guy did an assessment mm -hmm. and said, you know, these numbers uh, don't jive with what we think the facts are. So we, just like we did with every other study, mm -hmm. we provided numbers to them, the exact same numbers, mm -hmm. the calls for service, the cost mm -hmm. for X, Y, and Z. And um, the guy that did it, his name is Tim Ottmeyer. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, the first time I met Tim Ottmeyer was in Eleanor Price's office. Remember Eleanor Price? Yes. She, she was the director of the Woodlands Watch, and she created the Woodlands Watch, wow. the model that is wow. National Night Out that wins those awards mm -hmm. every year. Well, he was working with Eleanor in the 90s, mm. and I met him then and have followed his career as he ascended uh, to become a professor at Sam Houston and uh, executive assistant chief and interim chief at one point in time mm -hmm. for the city of Houston at HPD. Mm. So just a fantastic storied career of 40-something years. And so he, he came in and, and did an analysis and said, you know, some of these numbers are a little off. And mm -hmm. I and some other law enforcement practitioners have studied those numbers and believe he's pretty spot on. Mm -hmm. I think the numbers that it's going to take to, you know, to create a police department for the city of the Woodlands mm -hmm. is going to be astronomically higher than uh, what has been projected otherwise. Now, we wouldn't need to build a jail because you, you said earlier mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, anyone that goes... Uh, commits that type of offense is going to go to the county jail that's located in Conroe, True. be transported there. But uh, there would have to be a judicial system, you know, I guess municipal courts, mm -hmm. uh, all those uh, all those city court, you know, when you have fines to pay, tickets mm -hmm. to pay, you'll have to have facilities to go to that. You will. But uh, so what are some, what are some of those deficiencies that you saw in, 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 in some of those reports? There are just a lot of elements that were overlooked. Uh, there were just costs that weren't projected out over time. Mm -hmm. um, there were a lot of elements that the sheriff's office provides that the city of the Woodlands would want to provide as well, mm -hmm. and those costs weren't factored in. Mm -hmm. So the, the residents of the Woodlands have a, have a standard. I mean, they, they know what good law enforcement looks yep. like. Mm -hmm. And so for the new agency of, of the Woodlands Police Department to come in mm -hmm. and not have all of the same assets and be more robust than what the sheriff's office has now, mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be unacceptable. Yeah. And so a lot of those, um, a lot of those financial projections um, just, you know, just weren't included in the study. Yeah. And so those were added in and some of the deficiencies in costs, uh, they were really kind of low-balled. 
Mm-hmm. And so the, um, we got some true numbers out of it, I think, this time. Yeah, and I, that would be the concern because uh, I, I think we do have an expectation of excellence in mm-hmm. the Woodlands. Mm-hmm. And uh, that sometimes costs some money to, to maintain. Absolutely. And, huh? and the Woodlands residents have never hesitated to pay it. They mm-hmm. will always pay for excellence. And, and they, they, mm-hmm. you know, they expect it and that's what they get. And we try to provide that to them as well. And uh, we do have a county tax rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have it's around fifty-four cents per hundred-dollar evaluation, and that would not change if the Willows became a city. Yeah. Individuals would still pay the full county tax, and then they would continue to pay their Woodlands city tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was one of the arguments that we kind of got into, which I thought was kind of funny because the the people that they brought in, the township brought in to do the study, were, weren't from Texas, mm. and so their assumption was the county tax rate would just go away once you incorporate. It's like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> no. So no wonder your numbers are, <laughs> yeah. are so favorable. No, that's that's not the way it works. The county tax rate is what it is, uh, set by the commissioner's court. And then on top of that would be a uh, municipal rate, um, mm-hmm. which there is one with the township as it, as it is now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that would obviously, there'll be different burdens put upon the city of the Woodlands than the township. Yeah. And if the Woodlands did incorporate, what is your understanding of how that law enforcement model would transition? I mean, how does how does that happen where... You know, we currently are served by the sheriff's department, mm-hmm. and that would transition to the Woodlands City. Mm-hmm. How do you understand that would work? Well, there is no mandate that the Woodlands, once they incorporate, become a city. But there mm-hmm. also would be, and it has been expressed by Commissioner's Court, less of an appetite to continue to contract with the Woodlands. Mm-hmm. So there's one element right there. Mm-hmm. Now, once the Woodlands Police Department is formed, they must have a city marshal. And I understand that um, the city marshal would take over the Harris County portion in Creekside. Okay. And but law, uh, ordinance ordinance making ability is one of the benefits of becoming a city. Mm-hmm. So if you they wanted to pass an ordinance about uh, barking dogs, mm-hmm. which is one of the nuisance calls that we get in the Woodlands quite That's a bit because right. of the close proximity of the residents. Yeah. So if they wanted to pass an ordinance for that. The city marshal could enforce that. The sheriff never would. We mm-hmm. could never enforce mm-hmm. any kind of city ordinances. That's uh, that's an opinion from the attorney general. Yeah. So that would be one. You know, a couple of couple of quick changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if the Woodlands were to create the police department, we have a transition agreement, mm-hmm. which was designed to to benefit the county. So mm-hmm. I have to now find jobs for 92 people that are part of the Woodlands contract that are being paid for. Mm-hmm. So to help ease hearts and minds of my 92 personnel mm-hmm. who are now worried about, are they gonna have a job, are they gonna have a paycheck? Mm-hmm. Um, we created a transition where it would be a drawdown over a series of years. So I can more easily absorb those positions. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason we shuffled some of those positions around. Mm-hmm. Those 13 sergeants that I mentioned earlier that were being funded by the township, mm-hmm. there's no way in the world I can absorb 13 supervisors. No, It's just impossible. Mm-hmm. So we put those on the county side and moved some deputies in. So the price was about the same, mm-hmm. but the personnel were different. Okay. So I could start drawing down some of those personnel and absorbing those into my ranks. Mm-hmm. And and then the township would, or the city of the Woodlands would then per- start performing all the functions of a city police department. Well, and uh, part of the foundation of this is the, the collaboration and the, and the effort to create and maintain relationships, and that's what's really crucial with this. And that mm-hmm. happened with uh, 
with, with your predecessor, uh, mm -hmm. Sheriff Tommy, mm -hmm. uh, Tommy Gage. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was how, I remember uh, Colson Tepp telling me a story and going up to see the sheriff and saying, you know, we'd really like some more, uh, uh, some more representation, more law enforcement uh, in, in the woodlands. And that's how that began. And mm -hmm. that's kind of how this, this agreement's been honored over the years. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, working with people, helping each other meet a certain goal and, and satisfying everybody's needs is kind of the, uh, how we all benefit. And that was the design. That was, uh, the Woodlands contract is more than likely the largest law enforcement contract in the state. I, mm -hmm. I don't know of a larger one. Mm -hmm. Now they have more contracts in Houston uh, in Harris County all across the county, but none that are individually as large as this one. And the design was uh, under Sheriff Gage was to create essentially a county version of a Woodlands Police Department, what that mm -hmm. would look like. Uh, so the captain that was assigned down mm -hmm. here essentially served as the chief of police. Mm -hmm. Although he you know, didn't report to the township board, he still reported to the sheriff. Yeah. So uh, and you're not gonna find a better community policing relationship though than working with an elected official. Mm -hmm. By nature, by design, a sheriff is a community policing servant. Mm -hmm. Police department is a appointed director. He's a chief, mm -hmm. but he's mm -hmm. essentially a director that is hired by the and works for the city manager. Mm -hmm. The city manager works for the board, and the board works with the mayor. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole lot of layers of bureaucracy before you get to that police chief. And you know their lifespan is generally four or five years. They you know mm -hmm. they get crossways and they don't last very long. Mm -hmm. uh, you saw Art Acevedo, how popular he was in the city of Houston, and then next day uh, he's yeah. going to Miami. So, and now there's issues in Miami. And there's issues in Miami. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, a lot of issues right. there. It's, it's a tough following. job. No it matter is, what you do, you're is. wrong with it somebody's is. eyes. But generally, you see a police chief as their lifespan is about five years, and they come in. Now, as sheriff, I was able to. I, I'm able to operate autonomously. I work for the people. I mm -hmm. don't. Uh, I, I don't work for the county judge. Mm -hmm. I don't work for commissioner's court. Mm -hmm. I work with them, but mm -hmm. I don't work for them. Again, collaborative effort. Collaborative effort. Mm -hmm. But I focus on the people. And I was just uh, at a conference not long ago, and one of the sheriffs, um, it was the sheriff of L.A. County, uh, he was talking about um, some of the cities in L.A. and around L.A. that were having uh, the problems with the protests, the violent protests, the burning of the houses, and mm -hmm. the craziness that was going on during the summer. And he said that they had none of those issues in the county because he was able to direct and point and say, you know, do whatever, mm -hmm. take care of this and ensure mm -hmm. that this stops. The cities were having to go through and say, Mother May I, asking permission of the other electeds of the city manager. And so they really weren't getting anything done. And so mm -hmm. he just went and said, go put the, put the fires out. Mm -hmm. So he's the one that actually stopped all of the riots in some of the cities in mm -hmm. L.A. County because he didn't have to ask wow. permission. He knew he had the support of the people mm -hmm. to get that. You cut through some of those bureaucratic layers. Cut through every one of them. Efficiency is important too. Is it important? Yeah. It is very important, especially during a pandemic, especially during so, you yeah. know, social unrest, yeah. um, you name it. And when the president comes to visit, yeah, all kinds of things mm -hmm. like that. Is there anything else you'd like to mention before we close up? No, I just appreciate the opportunity. It's always great working with Thank you. you. And uh, Woodlands Online has been a great partner for many mm -hmm. years as well. So I appreciate their sponsorship for this. and. I, um, I just encourage the residents of the Woodlands to, you know, get educated, get to know your law enforcement um, mm -hmm. personnel that are assigned to your area. They're assigned for different villages. Mm -hmm. So you pretty much have the same guys that work the same areas uh, day in and day out. And we're nothing without the support of the people. 
we're nothing without the support of the Woodlands residents. And so um, we rely on them heavily for our information and mm -hmm. for us to be able to help protect you and keep you safe. Well, we feel uh, grateful and very appreciative of you and your staff and all of your officers. Uh, very kind. Uh, every time I've had the opportunity to meet one out and about, always the utmost in professionalism and very they kind. really care about making our community safer. And you can feel that. So thank you, because I know that comes from, from you directly. Oh, well, thank and you. And we, we are fortunate to have an organization like yours in the woodlands and making us safer. And again, keeping it safe for everybody, but our economy is so important on mm -hmm. that. It's so dependent on that. So mm -hmm. it's really important for us. So it is, absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you, JJ. And thank you for tuning in to another session of Between the Trees. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Woodlands Online, for their help in uh, putting this program on every week. And thank you and have a good rest of the day.